This week on The Gen Z Show. A Belgian teen sets two records, flying solo 32,000 miles around the world in just 155 days. Recent statistics show that the United States is suffering the retributions of a severe, unprecedented shortage of teachers due to the coronavirus pandemic. The oldest man in the world sadly passed away at the young age of 112 years old. And finally, we celebrate the 90th anniversary of the world's first ever Winter Olympics. All of this and more coming up on The Gen Z Show. I'm Clark. And I'm Avi. And, and we are your Gen Z hosts. This is Gen Z's recap for the week of January 24th, 2022. And we have a ton on the agenda for this week's show. So let's hop right into our first segment. News, News and, and current, current events. events. Last week, teenage pilot Zara Ruth... Last week, teenage pilot Zara Rutherford landed after her 155-day solo flight around the world. After her successful landing in Belgium, her home country, Rutherford officially broke two Guinness World Records. At the young age of 19, Zara Rutherford is officially the youngest woman to accomplish a solo flight around the world and the first woman to circle the globe in a micro-light aircraft or a plane with under three seats and weighs under 1,000 pounds or 453 kilograms. The daughter of two Belgian pilots, Rutherford expressed a vast interest in flying from a very young age. She lifted off from Belgium on August 18, 2021, claiming that she was embarking on the journey to inspire more young women to pursue and achieve careers in aviation and STEM. Her 155-day journey took her across more than 32,000 miles, spanning five continents and forcing Rutherford to face numerous challenges. She spent weeks on the ground due to bad weather in Alaska, was forced to steer carefully around strong bolts of lightning in Mexico, flew through wildfire smoke in California, and altered her route to avoid the heavy polluted air in India. At one point, she lost radio contact for several hours until she landed in Greenland, reportedly texting her parents, quote, I'm alive, end quote. Combined, these obstacles ended up pushing Zara's trip to an entire month longer than originally planned, but she overcame and persevered to complete her journey. According to Zara, the hardest part of the journey was flying over Siberia, where temperatures dipped as low as negative 31 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 35 degrees Celsius. She spoke to the struggle in a news interview, claiming that, quote, it was extremely cold, and if the engine were to stall, I'd be hours away from rescue. I'm not sure I would have survived, end quote. Rutherford also said that the countless challenges that were thrown her way allowed her to appreciate and see the immense value in her accomplishment, claiming that, quote, one thing I've learned on this trip is that you're capable of more than you think you are, end quote. She has consistently noted that this trip was dedicated to the millions of young women around the world, hoping to inspire them to chase their dreams and achieve success in any way they want. With the highly contagious COVID-19 variant known as Omicron ravaging the nation, many teachers across the United States are testing positive and missing school. Several sources report that the unprecedented widespread absences among teachers have resulted in many schools struggling to stay in person and some even opting to go back to virtual due to the severe nature of the scenario. According to recent reports made by official labor unions, roughly three quarters of United States public schools are undergoing moderate to severe staffing shortages due to the increase in COVID-19 infections. 
Districts in Tennessee, Nebraska, and several other states across the country were forced to temporarily shut their doors to cope with a severe lack of educators. In the district of Tallahassee, Florida, students were required to report to their school's cafeteria, gymnasium, or auditorium to study or watch a movie because there simply were not enough educators. In an attempt to cope with the crisis and decrease the amount of students left without an educator, several states have made it much easier for people to work as substitute teachers. For example, in Oregon, school administrators temporarily dropped a requirement that people must have a college degree to substitute teach. Kansas is reportedly now allowing qualified people as young as 18 years old to work as sub-teachers, and Oklahoma has said state employees can temporarily leave their jobs to work in schools. In New Mexico, some districts have resorted to placing members of the National Guard in temporary teaching positions to fill the dire need for educators. Brenda Casalou, superintendent of Boston's public schools, released an official statement claiming that, quote, our goal is to keep classes going and keep students in person, end quote. Along with this, people around the world have reacted in various ways to help with the crisis. In Missouri, Harrison Bader, star outfield for the Major League Baseball team, the St. Louis Cardinals, volunteered for several days as a physical education teacher. As for the future, it is expected for schools to continue to address the staffing shortage in varied... I can't talk. As for the future, it is expected for schools to continue to address the staffing shortage in various ways until the staffing shortage... What? Till it ends. As for the future, it is expected for schools to continue to address the staffing shortage in various ways until it ends. Saturnino de la Fuente, a Spanish man considered by Guinness World Records as the world's oldest man, died Tuesday at the age of 112 years and 341 days. De la Fuente reportedly passed away peacefully at home in Leon, Spain. Guinness World Records named De La Fuente as the world's oldest man in September 2021, when he was 112 years and 211 days old. He was born in the Puente Castro neighborhood of Leon on February 11, 1909. De La Fuente was a cobbler by trade and started working in a shoe factory at age 13, according to Leon's local news agency. According to his family, Saturnino De La Fuente's secret to longevity was to, quote, live a quiet life and never hurt a soul, end quote. Spain's state-run news agency, EFE, reported that De La Fuente survived the devastating Spanish flu pandemic that broke out in 1918 and had seven daughters and one son with his wife, Antonia, followed by 14 grandchildren and 22 great-grandchildren. He was buried Wednesday on January 26th at the local cemetery in his hometown of Leon. And now, let's move on to our segment on anniversaries of historic events. This week, we celebrate the 98th anniversary of the world's first ever Winter Olympics, which took place on January 25, 1924. The 1924 Winter Olympics, officially known as the One Olympic Winter Games and commonly known as Chamonix 1924, were a winter multi-sport event which was held in 1924 in Chamonix, France. Originally held in association with the 1924 Summer Olympics, the sports competitions were held at the foot of Mont Blanc in Chamonix, France, between January 25th and February 5th. The games were organized by the French Olympic Committee and were originally recognized as the International Winter Sports Week. With the success of the event, it was designated by the International Olympic Committee as the first Olympic Winter Games. 
The tradition of holding the Winter Olympics in the same year as the Summer Olympics would continue until 1992, after which the current practice of holding a Winter Olympics in the second year after each Summer Olympics merged. Although figure skating had been a relatively popular Olympic event in both the London and Antwerp Olympics, and ice hockey had been an event in Antwerp, the winter sports had always been limited by the season. In 1921, at the convention of the IOC in Lausanne, there was a call for equality for winter sports, and after much discussion, it was decided to organize an international week of winter sport in 1924 in Chamonix. Through the events, several monumental moments in Olympic history occurred. The first gold medal to be awarded to dominate ice hockey in the early Olympic competition and to this day, winning six of the first seven gold medals awarded. Now, let's do this week's celebrity birthdays. At just 11 years old, Sonja Henny of Norway took part in the ladies' figure skating competition. Although she finished last, she became popular with fans and went on to take gold at the next three Winter Olympics. Star soccer player Luis Suarez turned 35 on January 24th. Rapper Lil Mosey turned 20 on January 25th. TV show host Ellen DeGeneres turned 64 on January 26th. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart would have turned 266 on January 27th. TikTok influencer Luke Davidson turned 19 on January 28th. TV show host Oprah Winfrey turned 68 on January 29th. Actor Christian Bale turned 48 on January 30th. Pop singer Justin Timberlake turned 40 on January 31st. Now, let's see if you can spot the fake story. Welcome to Spot the Fake Story! Everyone's favorite game show where we list three stories and you have to guess which one isn't real. Write your answer in the comment section down below and you might just win a prize. And now, story number one. Pigs play video games with their snouts? Well, a new study in the science journal shows why pigs should never be underestimated as gamers. Two pigs, Hamlet and Omelette, were actually able to operate a basic joystick gaming rig and move a computer cursor around the screen with their snouts. After doing this, they were rewarded with snacks by the people conducting the study. Despite not being able to play the game quite as well as our close primates monkeys and chimpanzees because they had to use their snouts due to the lack of hands, the pigs demonstrated a significant ability that was, quote, outside their normal frame of reference, end quote. Story number two! A seal sneaks into a police cruiser? Well, as it turns out, police in Prince Edward Island, Canada, were busy patrolling their neighborhood when they heard a strange sound coming from what appeared to be the back seat of their vehicle. Looking in the rearview mirror, they saw the source of the noise, a large seal wiggling in their back seat. Having absolutely no idea how the seal managed to enter the cruiser, the officers decided to give it a lift to the seashore. Once there, they carried it in a blanket to the edge of the water and released it back into its natural habitat. And finally, story number three. A professor gives an entire two-hour lecture while on mute? Well, as it turns out, a professor in Singapore gave a two-hour online math lecture while on mute the whole time. When he finished, Dong Wang asked if there were any questions. One student replied, actually, you were on mute the whole time, so we couldn't hear anything from you. End quote. Some students left the class, but more than 20 waited patiently until the end of the eerily silent lesson. 
there you have it for Spot the Fake Story. Tell us in the comments down below what you think the fake story is. And we hope to see you next week on Spot the Fake Story. Now, let's do some movie and book recommendations. Watch Hotel Transylvania, Transformia, the latest installment of the four-movie Hotel Transylvania series, available exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. Watch Secrets of Sulphur Springs, the mystery series available on Disney+, Plus, Sling TV, and Hulu. Watch The Mitchells vs. the Machines, an animated family film available on YouTube TV, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, and Vudu. Read the Skyward Flight series, a series of three fictional novellas by Brian Peterson and Chansey Patterson. Read The Interplanetary Expedition of Mars Patel, a science fiction novel by Sheila Chari. And finally, let's finish up the episode with this week's Gen Z Stars of the Week. My Gen Z Star of the Week is Joris Hutchison, a 13-year-old with a love of cheetahs. At age 6, he learned that the cheetah population could likely go extinct and asked how he could prevent that from happening. From there, he was able to connect with the non Kusei, an organization in Namibia dedicated to protecting the cheetah population. In addition to volunteering there with his mother, he raised funds for GPS collars. These collars, which would be fitted on the cheetahs, tracked the locations of animals to prove that they stayed away from humans. This data discourages people from harming cheetahs because they are worried the cheetahs will harm the livestock. In mid-2020, the 86 cheetahs fitted with these collars were all still alive, thanks to the work of Joris and Nankuse. My Gen Z Star of the Week is Jalen Arnold, a 21-year-old anti-bullying activist. As a child, Jalen was diagnosed with Tourette Syndrome, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, and Asperger's Syndrome. Because of his differences, he was often bullied by other students at his school. However, Jalen decided that instead of fighting back, he could stand up for the other children who are bullied because they're different. He started the Jalen's Challenge Foundation, a nonprofit that educates children across the United States about how they can prevent bullying. In 2014, Jalen was named a World of Children Award honoree for his work as an anti-bullying advocate. You can learn more about Jalen and his foundation by using the link in the episode description. And there you have it for this week's Gen Z Stars of the Week. Remember, if you want to nominate someone to be the next Gen Z Star of the Week, feel free to put the person's name and a description of them in the comment section below, or use the Google form in the show notes to nominate. And there you have it. That's our weekly recap for the week of January 24th, 2022 by The Gen Z Show. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and like the episode if you enjoyed. Happy, Happy listening! listening.